Hi, welcome to the podcast uh, today. In our exciting episode, you will find out that yes, my toaster is listening to every conversation. Confirmed. Yeah, that's good. It is. It is confirmed. We had a great show today. Um, some some hopeful things, some things that are changing, some things that people are doing, and ways for you to get involved at your local level and the urgency of that. We also had some bad stuff, you know, like uh, the change of the Hyatt. All of a sudden, the Hyatt, who didn't have a problem with CPAC over the weekend, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, they were using devil symbols. And, of course, speaking of people like this, Andrew Cuomo, all on today's podcast. Make sure to listen to uh, the podcast every day and subscribe. I can also go over to Stu Does America. That's my podcast as well. Got a new episode coming up today. And uh, make sure you check that out as well as blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. We welcome Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed to the program. So, Pat, I don't know if you saw that the Hyatt Hotels yesterday came out and said that they were fine with CPAC and they mm-hmm. stand behind CPAC, you know, just like they would stand behind anybody else. I lauded them for that. I did too. And And then uh, this Hyatt Hotels slam both the organizers and the attendees of the conservative political action conference for proliferating hate symbolism and showing hostility towards hotel employees in a sharp departure from its earlier defense of its decision to host the conference. The hospitality company, which hosted CPAC from Friday through Sunday at a hotel in Orlando, Florida, criticized the conservative group for having a stage design that has been compared to a symbol of hate. (laughs) Such bullcrap. This is unbelievable. Have you ever heard... Of the Odal Rune? No, I have not. I've never heard no. of it. I've no. Heard, and how neither many, is anybody else. How many right. freaking Nazi documentaries I've watched? How many books I've read? Exactly right. We about talked about this, this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we, I just finished the the, the new Hitler uh, biography. Don't tell me the end. Hitler down... Well, oh, crap. Downfall. <laughs> oh, no. It's called Hitler okay. Downfall. Huh. He falls down. Okay. Um, this flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I don't. I mean, it, maybe they said it, but it certainly wasn't big enough for me to be to note it. We've read the biggest <laughs> geek books on their symbolism and everything yeah. else, and I've never even heard of it. I know. Okay, I so know. Um, you know, it makes me wonder. I, I wonder if we have anybody in the audience that can trace back the original comment. Who originally posted this? Because it certainly was not Alyssa Milano. No. I, okay. There's a so. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's a part of me. Now, now, look, I think there is a literally 0% chance that someone at CPAC was like, we should design this, like the <laughs> Nazi thing. That would be awesome. Like, because we like the Nazis and we'd like, you know, we don't like other races. So if we do that, they won't know. Right. And they're and really then, not going to know because uh, yeah. we, we have all kinds of special things that we do or don't do on Saturday for Jewish people. And we got a lot of <laughs> Jews up on the stage. Right, like We just hate them Jews. So 0% that CPAC was like making a yes. Nazi statement. Zero. But a a 1% chance. A a one. Let me just throw a 1% chance out there. That whoever designed the stage hated the Republicans and intentionally made it into a Nazi symbol. 
because there is some i will say it looks just like the symbol right totally could be coincidental but it think about think co- about think about glenn okay mm. for a second pat let me let me try to sell you on this idea glenn goes in for a photo shoot they say, hey, uh, we want to make, we want to do the, the happy clown, sad clown thing. What we'll do is we'll put Vicks Vapor Rub under your eyes, and then we can have, like, you can be smiling like the theater and then crying like the theater. It'll be great. Oh, well, I don't know. This is really risky, but, you know, because you could misuse those photos, uh, Ms. Photographer. But uh, I, I trust you. Just please don't try to burn me on this. Then that same photographer, who happened to be liberal, goes and takes the photos of you crying and acts like you're fake crying and they get leaked all over the internet within 20 minutes and it becomes mm-hmm. on the cover of magazines these mm-hmm. photos mm-hmm. totally broke the agreement that they had mm-hmm. there is a chance i would say a chance that some some republican hating person who understands symbolism and is as a designer because these are the people who know the symbolism did this to screw with the republic there's a one percent chance it's a troll I think there's a chance. I would love to know there's who a designed the stage. I would too. And I'd love to know who the first person is to report on it. Mm. Who was the first person to say, hey, because <laughs> if they're not a total geek, it's a lie. Yeah. Like you have to be totally into oh, yeah. deep Nazi deep, deep, imagery deep, to understand deep, this, right? Deep. I, I think there's a 1% chance. Do you, would you, can I sell you on a 1% chance? You can sell me on a 1% chance. Okay. A 1% Unlike, chance. Uh, most likely by far scenario is they just designed a stage that let people walk out that way and it happens mm-hmm. to look like the symbol. Like I, I, Again, like I, only someone who wants to call Republicans Nazis <laughs> would even see it. I mean, I never, I never would have seen it. No. I never, I didn't know what it was, first of all. No. And never would have seen it. No. But, and the stage design makes sense. If you're trying to get the main stage out into the audience, yeah. which they always do, mm-hmm. plus have the walkways from going in. They're very clear. Every time you walk out, you walk on this walkway to go out. You walk that way to go back. That, that, that way, that's always you come on one side, you leave on the other side. So the walkways are the same. They just cut out the middle part. They cut the part out between the the stage in the center and the middle part of the walkways. That's that's all they did. That's all they did. And you would have the stage in front of the big monitors on each side. They do all the time. Should they have been tipped off by the fact that the designer's name was Joe Mengele? Should that have been no, a, no a that clue was a total coincidence. Or... That was a total coincidence. I'm sure. I mean, sure. if that was the case, then I could maybe buy yeah. into some of this. I just don't. I don't believe it at all. I, I don't believe any of it. I mean, yeah. is this it's not just, the kind of misinformation happen. and disinformation the media claims to be all against? Yeah. By the yep. way, have you seen the the um, image posted about? Candace Owens. I don't think so. Oh, look up at your monitor. Can you put this up? This came from who? What was his name? Bishop. uh, What's his name? He used to be with the uh, NAACP. You have it. There it is. Breaking leaked photo of Candace Owens on her wedding night. It shows her with an upskirt kind of picture. It's not her, uh, but a a black woman being... uh, I guess jumping into a Klansman's arms, mm. he's in full Klans robe and he's Gosh. got a noose in one hand. So she's they're saying wow. that her husband is a clan member. Mm. 
I mean, is there nothing? Is there nothing the left can do that causes Twitter to say, hey, apparently not banning you? It was up as 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 late as this morning. It was up. I heard right before we went on the air that he had just removed it. He had removed it. Twitter didn't. Twitter didn't hammer him. He just removed it. Mm. You know, when Mm. I see this, when I see that the Hyatt is now coming out and if you have a reservation with the Hyatt, if you don't cancel that and stay at another hotel, mm-hmm. you're never going to make an impression on anything. They are the only reason the Hyatt did this is because of the pressure that they get from the left and all the yep. letters and the emails and everything else. And they know they'll destroy our business. The other half always sits quietly. So because you know obviously we've we've had the boycott conversation a zillion times that i don't want to rehash i know i know but but one part that's interesting about this is it's the it's the companies that take the initial risk that get punished the most in these situations like hyatt actually did host the conference now they probably Mm. went they could have gone to 10 different hotels that said no way we don't want to go anywhere near this thing hyatt said all right we'll take the conference now afterward they get beat up so everyone boycotts Hyatt when all these other hotels probably said no. It just said, I don't want you guys near our building. That's which fine. Is arguably worse. That's fine. That's fine. But evil in the face of evil is evil. A silence in the face of evil is evil itself. This is evil. What is happening? You are smearing yeah. half of the country and calling them Nazis on something that is laughable. Just laughable. It's ridiculous. You have to know. You have to know that this organization does not want to be associated with the Nazi party. Regardless of what you think of them, you might think they're secret Nazis, but they would not. CPAC? Yeah. They would not intentionally make the stage into a swastika. You'd have to be delusional. (laughs) It's insanity. You know it's not true, and you're still yelling about it as if it's, it's an actual criticism. We all know this is nonsense. And the sad part of it is, Hyatt was really good initially. It they was. Were, they stuck they up were. for themselves. They, they said, were. look, we're being inclusive here and diverse, and yes, we don't try good. to censor anybody. Right. And essentially, and now they, they said, said, stick it. When and we, now, it's the complete office. Quote, when we learned that CPAC 2021 stage design had been compared to a symbol of hate. Had been compared. Had been compared. compared. What? what? You, know, you know what? What? Uh, every fashion designer, uh, every fashion designer, their stage is a phallic symbol. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we, we know. What are they? Women, they think scantily you- clad, walk out on this big, long ramp. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I'm buying into this one. Wait a minute. This is unbelievable. (laughs) We had initially recognized the potential connections to hate symbolism. If we had known in advance, we would have proactively addressed it prior to commencement of the event. Unfortunately, this became clear to us only after the Uh. event kicked off. With CPAC's denial of any intentional connection to hate symbols and our concerns over the safety of guests and colleagues in which could have been a very disruptive situation, we allowed the event to continue. We understand and respect the opinions of those who might disagree with that decision. So in other words, yeah, we saw it. We went to them. They denied it. But we're not going to cancel because the people who were there would have become violent. 
That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. What do you have to think about your fellow Americans to believe that this is true? I mean, to believe that one of the two parties is going to come out here and make the stage into a Nazi symbol. It's so that's what is being taught everywhere. They think everybody's a racist. They Mm -hmm. think everybody's a homophobe. They think everybody's a Nazi. And it it, it used it. it used to be that it was it was laughable that. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, I'm a racist. Now that Trump is gone. This is the constant drumbeat. Mm-hmm. It is everywhere. I, I urge you, listen to the daily. Listen to, uh, what is it, first, uh, the first News or whatever, NPR's morning, uh, maybe it's morning edition. Uh, listen to that. I listened this morning to NPR. I, I've, I've, it was like I was in an alternate reality. And I've listened to them every day for a long time, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Just half the country is just a Nazi. It is not good. Now, it will, because of this, with the Hyatt, who's going to take CPAC? Who's going to take the these thing. people? Yeah. You can't. They are cutting you off from everything. And it is really important that they do that. They need to make sure that we cannot congregate, that we cannot get together, that our voices never reach, reach a tipping point, that our reach never goes beyond 15%. Once you hit around 15%, you're at a tipping point. So they've got to close all of these avenues down in large gatherings and all close all avenues down in all social media. That's what's happening, gang. Pray for our country, and you must stand in your own way. You must stand peacefully. You must not, in my opinion, I won't stay at a Hyatt Hotel. And I am going to tweet this morning, shame on you, Hyatt. You have lost a a customer forever. This is wrong, and I will not stay silent about it. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, let me give you a couple more stories about the uh, country that you are now living in. The reason why I'm doing this is to wake people up. To make sure they understand this isn't a joke. This is not funny anymore. And this is real. You are not living in the America that you you grew up in. But you're not even living in the America that you thought you had six months ago. And when this all comes to register with you and your friends and your family. It will be too late. They have now banned six books from Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, you can no longer um, you can no longer print these six books. If I ran a zoo and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, The Cat's Quizzer. This according to a panel of educators and 
experts. They are banning Dr. Seuss books. How much more do you need to see before all of America wakes up and goes, this is fascism. This is fascism. You don't destroy books. What is wrong with us, America? Go out and buy those books today. Find out if you can get them. Buy Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Because it's the end of an era. It is the end of freedom in America. Where you are bullied to the point to where you better not have that book. By the way, Amazon, you know, that Nazi-loving company. We all know what Jeff Bezos really believes. They've come out with a new logo for their app. It's, it's too similar to the look of Hitler. It looks like Hitler. Now, when you think of Amazon with the smiley face, you think, I never saw Hitler smile. Well, that's just because you're a racist and you don't see what the Amazon logo for their app really is. It's an ode to Hitler. It had like the end of like a blue ribbon up in the center of the the tile for the app. And then it had the Amazon smiley face down towards the lower third. So people saw that and went, oh, that blue thing up at the top looks like a Hitler mustache, which it doesn't, which it doesn't, oh, because it's so close to his lip, which it isn't. They're it's too far. I don't know if you've seen a human face before. But the end of his mustache, that would if that were his face and they were trying to make it look like that, it would put his the bottom of his mustache in the middle of his nose. It's too far away from the smiley face to be a mustache. It's an app title. That's all it is, is a, is a tile for an app for Amazon. And that looks too much like Hitler. Are you insane they changed it they changed it yes amazon is insane amazon wants to make sure that everyone knows that their logo doesn't look like hitler oh my god Oh, that I had the voice of an angel and could shake people awake. Pope Francis came out yesterday and he said, if we don't stop global warning, warming, those rising temperatures could cause another great flood. I'd welcome it now, Franny. I'd welcome it. Pope Francis. First of all, 
global temperatures didn't cause the great flood. If you're the Pope, you should know it was caused by God. You know, nearly a third of Americans now say they want to break up the union into like-minded countries. Five like-minded countries. That's the that's a latest poll. I am not one of them. I refuse to secede. Those who don't want to abide by the Constitution, you can secede. You are taking this country over in a hostile attempt. You don't want to abide by the Constitution. Look at the money it takes them. Look at the time it has taken them. To force this on people. Now, look at the time it took us to go from a flip phone to an iPhone. You didn't need billions of dollars and, and indoctrination camps and shutting flip phone. We, we've got to shut Motorola up. Motorola keeps advertising. They keep saying their phone's better. It's a flip phone. They're lying to people. That's misinformation. We got to shut them down, Motorola. We're coming for you in that damn BlackBerry. Hopefully you will learn by the lesson we're going to teach Motorola. They didn't do that. Why? Because it was better. If it's better, you don't have to force things. A third of Americans want to break up the United States. I'm sorry, I could go off on a rant here. I think it was the Washington Post. It was who was it this weekend that said that I was that Glenn Beck and his company are leading the charge? No, no, I'm not. I'm against it. Do you know what civil war actually means? Do you know what secession actually would look like? It would be a nightmare. I just mentioned this because I just want to I just want to just like to give you this article. For a decade, Russian academic Igor Panarin has been predicting the U.S. will fall apart in 2010. This article is uh, from the 1990s Wall Street Journal. For most of that time, he admits few took his argument that an economic and moral collapse will trigger a civil war and the eventual breakup of the U.S. very seriously. Now he's found an eager audience, Russian state media. In recent weeks, he's been interviewed as much as twice a day about his predictions. It's a record, said the professor, but I think the attention is going to grow even stronger. Its bleak forecast for the U.S. is music to the ears of the Kremlin, which in recent years has blamed Washington for everything from the instability in the Middle East to the global financial crisis. Mr. Panarin's views fit neatly with the Kremlin's narrative that Russia is returning to its rightful place on the world stage after the weakness of the 1990s. A polite and cheerful man with a buzz cut, Mr. Panarin insists he does not dislike Americans, but he warns the outlook for them is dire. There's a 55-45 chance right now that disintegration will occur. One could rejoice in that process, but if we're talking reasonably, it's not the best scenario for Russia. Though Russia would become more powerful on the global sta stage, its economy would suffer because it currently depends heavily on the dollar and the trade with the U.S. 
Mr. Panarin says mass immigration, economic decline and moral degradation would trigger a civil war and the collapse of the dollar. He says it should happen around the end of 2010. It will break apart in six pieces. But the sixth is Alaska reverting to Russian control. This guy was in the KGB. This, I mean, there's the California Republic. Be part of China or under Chinese influence. Well, you got Swalwell there and Fang Fang, so he got that one down. That's Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California. Then you have the Central North American Republic, part of Canada or under Canadian influence, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, in, uh, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin. Then you have the Texas Republic that would be under the uh, Mexican influence. New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. If I haven't mentioned your state, you're either in Alaska, which goes back to Russia, they say, or the Atlantic America that will join the European Union. People laughed at him for saying, I remember, we, I, I asked my researcher to go find this in the archives because I talked about this 20, 22 years ago. And I said, don't don't laugh. I think this guy might be on to something. He's wrong on the timing. But is he that wrong about breaking us up? The collapse of a dollar? Disintegration of our morals? Not knowing our history? Lack of belief in our institutions? I don't think he's wrong. And every day I pray for a way, how do we avoid it? Because as he said, a lot of people will cheer for this, but they have no idea how bad it will be. He said, you have no idea how bad it will be for the Russian Republic because they depend too much on the U.S. dollar. Well, they don't depend that much on the U.S. dollar anymore, do they? Because Russia and China started dumping their dollars, and they're looking for new assets. They're going for a basket of currency. The whole world is going for that. It's only a matter of time before the rest of the world says, we don't need them. This is why the Great Reset is happening. Because people who have things to lose, they are looking for what's next. I'm going to show you the only ones that are going to lose are the people that don't have really anything to lose. You. Everybody else is going to be fine, but those who have, you know, millions and billions of dollars, they're going to be fine. They're fine. But the the consumer, the worker, you're the one being left out in the cold. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, 
I mean, one of the greatest names of all time belongs to an Oklahoma state senator. His name is Shane Jett. Yeah. Uh, Shane, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Very good. Very good. Uh, So you are standing up, thank goodness, uh, in Oklahoma, and you are putting together a bill that would ban critical race theory from being taught in school. Tell me about this. So uh, Senate Bill 803 is uh, basically prohibits public schools and charter schools uh, paid for by tax dollars to uh, abuse our children by teaching them that they're racist uh, or a victim based on the color of their skin. So it's a a divisive concept that is designed to create distrust between students um, and also fundamentally to make them distrust our system of government. So, Shane, is this coming from you and a bunch of politicians or are you hearing an outcry from parents? Uh, My first uh, call that I got about this was from a uh, constituent out of Luther, Oklahoma. And uh, whenever I introduced the bill, um, I started getting calls from parents and teachers, as well as other uh, fellow Republican legislators who are hearing it from their district. They don't want this taught in Oklahoma. They know it's being taught in uh, California and New York in the public school level. It always starts at the university level, and it's already being taught at the University of Oklahoma. So Boomer Sooners need to hold their university accountable as well. So what is what are the odds of this passing? So it's, it's, a, uh, it's a heavy lift. I'm getting some opposition. Um, for, for the most part, uh, my Republican colleagues concur with the bill, um, but they've expressed some concern about being called a racist. My answer to that is you're a Republican. You're already being called a racist. Racist has pretty much lost its meaning because if you stand against a liberal agenda, especially the Marxist agenda, mm-hmm. that's their go-to slur. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the oppositions is that they don't think it's the place because Republicans believe in smaller government and local control. I don't believe it's the place for uh, legislators to mandate curriculum in the classroom. And usually I agree with that. Local control is an important issue with Republicans, but standing up for the Constitution is our first oath of office. And this 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 uh, critical race theory is based and rooted in Marxism. It's fundamentally opposed to the very Constitution that we swore an oath to. Yeah, you know, conservatives are having a, we're in a real pickle because the Constitution is being subverted in our schools, which, as you say, we'd like local control, um, but it's also being subverted by giant corporations. And I've always been on the side of, you know, freedom uh, of the market and corporations can do what they want, but they are subverting our Constitution at this point, And we have to make a decision here on what we're going to do and how we can still be constitutional and defenders of the Constitution uh, and stop this. I couldn't agree more. I've actually um, authored another piece of the legislation that allows class action lawsuits against uh, tech giants who suppress or censor for political reasons um, their users on their platform. Um, I've also co-authored another bill that does a similar thing as well. So we're trying to we know there's an onslaught against uh, basic American principles against the constitutional form of government. Um, We have to figure out what they're doing and then to figure out how to combat it because they don't disclose their 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 philosophy on the front end they 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 get into corporate uh, boardrooms they get into classrooms they get into universities and then they start trying to usher in an anti-american propaganda using our very institutions of democracy 
um, to try to erode the very system of our constitutional republic. All right. So you have you're banning the teaching of this, but I've been told by several teachers in, for instance, in California, it doesn't matter because we'll be trained in it and we'll teach it in our own way, not just from the course, we'll slip it in. So, um, so we initially I just prohibited in law, but then I went back because of that, and I put in a section of my law that, uh, subject to the provision of Teacher Due Process Act of 1990, a teacher may be dismissed or not employed for teaching, instructing, or training any student to believe any of these divisive concepts set forth in subsection A of this section. So um, we put teeth in it. Hmm. The chance and, of this. Go ahead. But basically, this is this is this is standing up for children um, for what I believe is is psychological abuse and child abuse. I agree. Um, the chance that this actually passes. So uh, what you know, I was I served uh, six years in the Oklahoma House of Representatives a decade ago. Um, what we know is that until signy die, which is Latin for I think the last day, um, which is the twenty eighth of May. Anything can happen between now and then. The barrier that we first ran into was uh, getting a committee hearing uh, for on the Senate side. Uh, but you can take and move legislation and language in and out of bills and amendments. So we're uh, I'm not going to disclose what we're going to do, but uh, this isn't dead until May 28th. What are the odds that it passes? Are you confident that it's got, it got a real chance? I believe, um, due to the power of the Glenn Beck show and other conservative mediums, uh, social media, of course, shuts us down when we try to post about it. Um, I believe the gla- grassroots support is there. If we can get it to the floor, I believe we'll have the uh, we'll have the support. Uh, so to, what do you pass it? What do you need uh, from the audience in in Oklahoma? Glenn, I was waiting for you to ask that question. Call your state representative, call your state senator, and urge them to protect kids in public schools and our charter schools to make sure that they're not taught that they're racist or a victim simply by the color of their skin. Um, that's the kind of support because what we find in politicians tend to see the light after they feel the heat. So let's build the heat up and make sure that uh, that, that uh, people in Oklahoma, not just Oklahoma, you Everywhere. have a nationwide audience. Yeah. If you think this is not coming for you, you are wrong. It starts in the universities and it marches itself into the, to the classroom. And even though it's not taught in the classroom uh, on the curriculum, teachers are downloading it as supplemental materials. Yes, they thinking, are. And thinking that they're going to have a legitimate platform to talk about race in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. But when you start drilling down into what, what critical race theory actually teaches, it's teaching them to be racist. It's teaching them that one race is superior to the other and one has already subjugated the other and that you're racist by virtue of the color of your skin. Completely ignoring the fact that white Republicans were going down into southern parts of the United States registering uh, black voters to make sure that they had a shot at the American dream and were being lynched and killed. And so when you single out a white student and say you're a racist. They may have in their in their DNA and their background those very activists that were going out making sure that we had a more perfect union. So you can't be a racist by unilaterally saying you're black, you're a victim, you're a person of color, you have been subjugated, or you're white and therefore you're a racist. This is fundamental racism being taught at the grade school level. There, you would have to call RFK a racist. You'd have to call anyone who marched with Martin Luther King a racist. But that's not hard for them to do now because they're saying Martin Luther King is wrong. Uh, and uh, it's not the dream 
to uh, have people just judge you by the content of your character, which to me is insanity. Um, please, insanity. please keep us up to speed on that. Uh, Shane Jett, you can uh, follow him at uh, OKSenate.gov or Twitter at Shane Jett, two T's um, for, uh, for Twitter. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. Bless you guys. Appreciate it. Keep us in your prayers. You bet. We will.